1: All right, time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau
2: Chief for Global News. Happy Friday, Keith. Happy Friday to you and everyone listening.
1: It was kind of a happy Thursday yesterday with this briefing with Dr. Bonnie Henry. Pretty upbeat with all the indicators and numbers looking pretty darn good.
2: Yeah, so I've been at every single briefing since March, since February of uh, 2020. And yesterday's briefing was the most upbeat and encouraging one uh, ever because it shows that we are headed for a, a opening up of significant proportions, and not just on June 15th, but July 1st and September as well, unless something extraordinarily uh, unforeseen happens, such as the variants of concern getting out of control, as they have in some places. But, again, the, the key indicators are hospitalizations. Of, you know, you look at the beginning of uh, when, when this was first announced, the restart plan, we had... Um, more than 300 people in hospital now. We've got down to uh, 176. Our, our daily case numbers were more than 300. We're now down to about 160. Our people in ICU was almost 100 people just a couple weeks ago. Now down to 40, 46, 47, I think, yesterday. Our, and again, more impor- most importantly, our vaccination rate now has climbed to basically right on the edge of 75% of first doses. And we're doing, yesterday we did 45,000 or the day before yesterday, we did 45,000 second doses. And the other good news is we're going to have a massive amount of Moderna uh, vaccine is supposed to arrive, and that's really going to accelerate the vaccination rate in BC. So things are looking great. Okay, it's all about the
1: vaccine, and that was emphasized yesterday by Dr. Bonnie Henry in the briefing, and here she is talking about the effectiveness of the vaccine to date here.
3: The vaccines that we have here in Canada are safe and effective. One of the major side effects that they have is hope, optimism and a brighter future ahead. Okay, yeah,
2: so yeah, she's pretty, upbeat. Pretty good this side effects. Yeah. Yes, uh, she was in a pretty good mood yesterday. So, uh, yeah, things are looking upbeat not only here, but uh, in most places across the country. Ontario's cases, you know, they were in a world of trouble a while ago, but their, their numbers are starting to decline significantly. Uh, B.C. uh, lags only behind Quebec when it comes to first-dose vaccination rate, and with that Moderna doses, we may actually surpass Quebec, but uh, again, you you contrast where we are with the United States, which has gone pretty heavy on the two-dose strategy, so they've got almost half the population with two doses in the United States, we've got less than 10% of the population in Canada with two doses, But that number is going to start to escalate pretty quickly. Okay. What's the significance of that Moderna supply of vaccine coming in? So we get every week on Monday and Tuesday, we get about 325,000, 328,000 doses of Pfizer. That's used all week. Sunday night, uh, and Adrian Dix talked about this, uh, I think, yesterday or on Monday. Sunday night, public health officials get a little nervous because there's no vaccine. We've gone through it all. And not until Pfizer arrives again on Monday and Tuesday does everyone breathe a sigh of relief. Now, we're seven, more than 7 million doses supposed to arrive in Canada, start arriving next week. We get 13% of all the, 13.6% of all the vaccines that arrive. We should get more than 900,000 doses of Moderna for the rest of this month. What that does is allows us to perhaps reach our maximum capacity of 85,000 doses a day, which will see us get to the 80, 85% mark of first doses fairly quickly or quicker than had been Otherwise, and also wow. really allow that two-dose number to go up significantly. So we could be going into July with some pretty high numbers. And that Moderna vaccine,
1: quite versatile, right? So you can, if someone got the Pfizer shot, yeah, if they're, Pfizer first shot, you can get Moderna second shot. Dr.
2: Henry reiterated that yesterday. It's They're considered interchangeable. They're almost identical. Yeah. Uh, but the, So the advice is if you get Moderna and you're offered Pfizer, take Pfizer um, and vice versa. But if you, got, if you got Moderna and Pfizer the first time around, you're advised not to take AstraZeneca. Not that you're going to get that option anyways, because we don't the AstraZeneca we have now is being reserved for people who had AstraZeneca as the first shot.
1: Right, but if you got AstraZeneca in the first shot, you'd have the option, too, to take one yep. of the mRNA vaccines. I just
2: filled out my questionnaire I got from... Um the uh, vaccination program just to ask a question do you pr- want to get astrazeneca as your second dose or do you want something else and i got astrazeneca as my first dose so i'm i opted to get astrazeneca my second time which should be any day now
1: okay um everyone looking forward to this thing being over and we take a look at the reopening schedule so next week uh tuesday june 15th that's when we go to stage 2
2: yeah so that's right. Uh, travel anywhere you want in the province gather with people up to 50, up to 50 people uh, movie theaters open, uh, so it's a, it's a general opening up. Uh, the big opening is July first, right. when uh, you know fifty um, you can travel the country, and then September seventh it's just basically back to the old normal.
1: Yeah, July first would be stage three when things really start to open up. And here is Doctor Bonnie Henry speaking yesterday about stage three of the reopening plan on July first.
3: In terms of the data, and it is a little bit vague. We say cases are low. And and that recognizes that as we get down um, to low numbers of cases, um, that even a small increase, uh, a small cluster of cases, will mean the numbers go up a little bit. But that's okay. We're not in a place where we can fully take away all of the things that we've been doing to prevent transmission. But we're getting towards that.
1: Okay. Is there anything that could upset the plans here and upset
2: uh, us back? I would think only if one of the variants of concern, and there's three active ones in BC: uh, Alpha, Beta, and Delta. Yeah. Uh, are now, uh, Dr. Henry joked yesterday. WHO, World Health Organization, thought they'd make it things more easy to understand by making us speak Greek when it comes yeah, to the variants. Yeah. Right. So, uh, the Delta variant, which was the original one originally discovered in India, has been causing problems in some jurisdictions, such as the UK, where it's really spread quite quickly. It's also now, uh, just for a report this morning, is considered to be uh, likely to be the dominant variant in Ontario. Right now, it's estimated about more than 80% of all the cases that are detected out there in BC are a form of the variant, one of the variants of concern, Dr. Henry talked to yesterday again, every case is tested, uh, is subject to what's called whole genome sequencing to determine what type of variant it is to try to keep control on it. We're doing more of that than any other place in the world. There's more whole genome sequencing being done in BC than anywhere. So BC, I think, has a handle on the variants of concern uh, to the point where I'm not, again, listening to Dr. Henry and her colleagues I'm not overly concerned that that's going to get out of hand.
1: Okay, lots of optimism there around the vaccine plan and the reopening plan. Get set to call me on the open line on that. Let me ask you real quickly, Keith, about some of the the musical chairs we saw yesterday in Ottawa with the federal Green Party MPs crossing the floor. So this is uh, Jenica Atwin, one of the three Green MPs. They are now down to two because she decided to cross the floor and join Justin Trudeau in the federal Liberal Party, and we discussed this earlier on the show. My guest was political scientist David Moscrop here, and here's what here was his take on it.
3: The idea is we elect members of parliament to exercise their judgment, and we elect them as individuals, and they either support the party and the government or they don't. If they don't support that party or government anymore for any number of reasons, I wouldn't want them sitting there still being hypocrites. I would want them to, to leave.
1: Okay, well, aren't they being hypocrites, though, by running for one party and then switching to another one
2: with few exceptions i think people vote for the party they don't know their local candidate most people don't know their local mla or their local mp Uh. they'll they'll never meet them Um, and they vote for the party and maybe it's a family tradition to vote liberal or conservative or ndp so when a, part, when a person crosses, that is uh, it rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Having said that, we've notable examples in the Westminster parliamentary system of people crossing, no less than Winston Churchill, for example. They, the British call it ratting. If I it, think he if did it. I think Churchill did it twice. Twice. Yeah. Um, so it, it does happen. Ratting—that's what they call it. It does happen to, from time to time. It, it's, it's rare. And someone across as often is just pays the price of not being reelected. But, you know, she could be reelected as a, as a liberal. I mean, it usually is a liberal seat. The Greens had a breakthrough there. But, uh, it's interesting that she crosses because her, her leader is too supportive of Israel when there's really <laughs> not a lot of difference between just, uh, Justin Trudeau's position and the Green Party leader's well, position. Well, you could, you could argue
1: Trudeau's even more pro-Israel well, than the uh, Green
2: Party leader. Canada is, is a vo- is a pro-Israel vote at the UN. I mean, yeah. the, the Greens have no stature at all at the UN in terms of something like that. The other thing is she's against the Trans Mountain Pipeline, um, which, you know Trudeau's government bought. Uh, so this is uh, it's, it's somewhat misdefined. It seems to be inconsistent in her reasoning.
1: Well, she also said she's very anti-fracking in LNG, oh, and Trudeau LNG, and Trudeau government supports both. So. Yeah, it doesn't really make a lot of sense other than political ambition. Maybe she's just reading some of the local political wins and saying she maybe she thinks she's got a better chance to get reelected I, as a I, liberal I, there.
2: I actually think that may be the heart of it. That that's this is her best re-election chance is not as a green running under the Green Party banner. It's running under the federal Liberal
1: one. It's such a stab in the back, though, for people who supported you, worked for you, voted for you in that riding to turn around and do something like that. Like I, I much prefer what Jody Wilson-Raybould did. There was a lot of people courting her to come over when she split with Trudeau saying, come over and join us. The Green Party was after her, the NDP, even the Federal Conservative Party asked yep. her to join them that she would never do that. But she was courted heavily. And she said, um, she said, no, I'm going to sit as an independent. And guess what? The voters in she her riding congratulate, uh, yep. uh, rewarded her by reelecting her as an independent.
2: Yeah. No, I think that's a preferable route for, for many people. A lot of people, you know, switching parties is a pretty big, fundamental rejection of some of the core values that got you in the office.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
1: If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. First place. Okay. All right, welcome back. Baldry's beat, Keith Baldry. Your call's to him, six zero four two eight zero ninety eight ninety eight 280 9898,
3: star 9898 on your cell. Bob in Nanaimo. Hi, Bob. Hi, Mike. Hi, Keith, um, you know, a couple of things, Mike. One is, is I'm a retired mental health worker and. Uh, it, it's I, Sometimes it's comedic fodder for me. These are rhetorical questions. Should people be vaccinated? Well, of course they should. And if they don't want to, then I'll make it blunt, beat it. Because, look, we humans think that we're so hip, slick, and cool that uh, I looked up the word cool in the dictionary and it's described as not so hot. So that's that's one piece. The other one about this woman crossing the floor of the Green Party this, to me, epitomizes politics today. This is an opportunist that is looking at her future, not the future no. of Canada. When are these politicians going to start representing the general population rather than themselves? We have a guy in the South. We have politicians here. We've got a guy that runs this, this country that's an egomaniac with an inferiority complex. And, uh, okay, and, and, all right.
1: Okay, Bill. Thank uh, Bob. Thank you for the call. Yeah, go yeah.
3: ahead. Well, I mean,
2: this doesn't happen every day in terms of floor crossing. This is the first floor crossing I can remember in years. So. Well, you know, I
1: think we're going to have an election in the fall, so the voters in that riding will probably get a yeah. pretty good, you know, a chance yeah. to pass judgment it'll on it.
2: they will be the first to pass judgment. Shall either pay a price or it'll pay off for. It. Right. Let's go to
1: Mary on Vancouver Island. Hi.
3: I like how much Bonnie Henry is. If you listen to her, has taught us how uh, about how science progresses. If you listen to her language about what she has said about the recovery numbers in her briefings, uh, she started many many months ago by saying this number of people have fully recovered. Then she changed to um, this number of people have recovered, and I noticed yesterday she said this number of people have recovered from acute symptoms. So. I think obviously she's talking about the long haulers, and I love I love her for that.
1: Okay,
2: you're paying very close attention very, there, Mary. Okay, that's very insightful yeah. of you. Yeah, it's pay attention. I, you know, it's, again, uh, those of us who go to these things for the last year and a half almost call ourselves boniologists because you have to figure uh. out sometimes her use of language is very deliberate, and sometimes it's very nuanced, and and you have to be able to read exactly what she's trying to say. But that's a good pickup by Mary there. Okay, let's go to Carolyn on the line in Richmond. Hi.
1: Hi, Carolyn.
3: uh, Hi. I listened to Dr. Henry yesterday um, about the time period between second shots. And she said that uh, you won't get an invite to book until two weeks, or or, sorry, uh, eight weeks. Well, I got mine last week, and I had booked my second shot, and it's actually eight weeks to the day. But she said that 11 weeks is almost better uh, to wait. So I'm not sure whether I should postpone it or just keep it. I'm leaning towards keeping it.
2: I would keep it. Uh, eight weeks was set there as a as a scientifically supportable um, interval. The one of the issues why there, some people are going later it's, I think impossible to get everyone to hit the exact eight week mark. If you start doing the math of how many people got this, you literally would have to ensure that fifty thousand people all at once on one day got that dose. And what we're trying to do also and public health is trying to do, is to ensure there's still enough doses for first doses. We have to get the first dose up higher than 75%. So I don't think we have enough vaccine right now, uh, supply, to get everyone exactly eight weeks. That may change when Moderna comes in, but that's why people are being asked, they're likely going to be uh, getting their bookings after eight weeks. So I think you're an exception, but I would still, you're booked, go get the vaccine. Okay, let's go to Steve and Burnaby. Hey, Steve.
3: Hi, guys. Well, since the politicians treat our vote so flippantly, why don't we do it like sports? Maybe the Liberals have to give one of their guys back to the Greens, you know, do a trade. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, at work I can always just tell, you know, my competition, hey, I want to come work for you, and they're going to welcome me with open arms for sure.
2: Yeah, expansion you know. draft. Yeah.
1: Okay, you often wonder if, uh, speaking of trades, uh, is there some sort of unspoken trade going on behind the scenes when a floor crossing like this happens? Now, this Green MP was asked yesterday, have you been promised a cabinet position or a parliamentary no, secretary there, job? And she said no. There's no
2: way she's getting a cabinet position. No. So let's well, be clear. Could she get
1: something else? There are other goodies he can, well, the Prime there's, Minister there's, can there's hand there's out. A,
2: there's a number of positions that come, up with, a, come with a salary top-up, but yeah. Justin Trudeau has to be careful of not uh, infuriating his own people. So no, I don't think I think this is
1: strictly a move. She initiated it. It sounds like she went
2: to them and said, "Hey, how about I come over?" I don't think she'll be getting anything. I think she's clearly looking at the next election.
1: Let's go to uh, Tyler in Vancouver. Tyler, you got thirty seconds. Go ahead.
2: Hey uh, hey there. Yeah, I'm just. um, I think it's doing a great disservice to the public to just assume that people are going to take like mix and match the messenger RNA vaccines. Like um, I know that there's you guys kind of push this narrative that oh they're both the same, but basic research kind of regarding the two. They are the same in terms of what they do, but they reach that point in a different way. Um, the concentration mm-hmm. is different. The way that they're built is different. I really hope that I'm not going to have to show up for my second. I got Moderna as the first one, and I really hope I'm okay. not going to show up and just be given Pfizer at the end. Thanks, ta- thanks Tyler. Time. Ten well, seconds. Well, this recommendation is not made by lay people or with people with just limited scientific knowledge. This is uh, epidemiologists, immunologists, experts in their field have made this recommendation. Thanks, Keith.